Okay, so tonight we're starting a new series called For Everyone, okay? It's four, four parts, four-week series, and it's going to be sweet because you're going to hear some different speakers, which I know you're going to love. Uh, this week, I'm talking about the church, all right? The church is for everyone, and we're going to break down what that means. We're going to break down what we think the church is and all that stuff. Next week is the gospel is for everyone. The good news of Jesus is for everyone. The week after that is the call is for everyone. And then the final week is serving is for everyone. And so those are like four big aspects of the Christian faith. And over these next four weeks, we're going to unpack them, find out what it means for you and that it means they all include you and they all include everybody else as well. These four things is what we're created to do. It's what we're created to be, and it's, it's where we're created to be as well in terms of the church. So everyone has a place and a part to play in the kingdom of God. That's the kickoff for this season, and we're going to figure out what that is. So the church is for everyone. Imagine if whenever you needed something, somebody just turned up. You just had your own personal little person who would just turn up and make that happen. It would meet that need for you. Would that be wicked? I think it would, right? So I want to ask you, what do you need right now? What do you need? Should be a slide coming up. It just says, what do you need? But I'm just checking the guys at the back are listening. There we go. What do you need? Shout it out. Friends. Can we make that happen? <laughs> Danny will be a friend. Danny, nice to you. <laughs> Any, anything else? What do we need? Huh? A Big Mac, we could make that happen. What if that person, you just said, man, I need a Big Mac, and it was like, boom. Oh, I'll go and get you one. Don't worry about it, I'll go and get you one. No questions asked, they would just make it happen. Could anyone do with a water right now? Yeah? Anyone wants a water, Nate? You need a water, there you go. Look at that, look how it's done. Does anyone need a bit of chocolate right now? Yeah? No, you need a bit of chocolate? I did purchase these as well. There you go. Need met. Who catches the bus to school or college? Do you pay like, you pay, who pays per day or like per week to get a bus pass? So like you need money. So it's safe to say you need money right now. All right, well, here you go. Give you one of those. That's yours, need met. Imagine, right? Imagine, also just check out my wallet, I think it's really cool. Watch this. Bam. <laughs> Little side point. <laughs> now you're all not thinking about what I'm supposed to be talking about. Imagine if that person was just here to meet your need. They would just sort you out, whatever you needed. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like right now, Nate's just got a water for nothing. Noah just got some chocolate. We just got some money over here. That'd be a wicked way to live, wouldn't it? What about if... You're stuck somewhere and you need a lift. That person would just come and get you straight away. Or if you need a job, really struggling. I've got some out of my shoe. Just take that off. Kids' church. What if you needed a job and that person was like, yeah, got you an interview. It's a shoeing, easy. Or even if you just need a favour, yeah? That person is just on call like your own butler. They'll just make it happen. Or if you need a car. And that person was just like, here you go, have a car. Right, I've painted the picture of our needs being met, no questions asked, right? And tonight we're going to talk about how all of our needs can be met and are supposed to be met 
within the church, within the local church. That's what the church is designed for, to meet our needs, okay? And it's not just the church as in people coming and meeting your needs. It's like, that's how God moves to meet our needs, yeah? God wants to use people to speak to other people. Make sense? So, like, the church is the vehicle in which God wants to move and meet your needs, yeah? And we're going to figure out why that's so important that that actually happens. So Acts 2, verse 42 to 47, will be on the screen, but it's a lot of words, so don't worry. Uh, I'll read from the old Bible. If you've got a Bible, feel free to open it up. Not if it's going to distract you, though. All right, so let me just put a little bit of... Oh, oh I needed that. Oh, well. Let me just uh, put a bit of context on this. So Peter and the disciples, Jesus has just died, risen, ascended to heaven, left his gift of the Holy Spirit for all of us, okay? Peter and the disciples, they're pretty much starting church. They're pretty much starting what we know as church now. What we do now, this is the beginning of it, which is crazy. Like thousands of years ago, they were starting church. What they were doing, they were going around talking about Jesus, talking about his life, his death, his resurrection, what that means for us, what he did for us, how we can be saved. And people were repenting, they were getting baptized, they were receiving the Holy Spirit, and loads and loads of people were getting saved. Like a huge movement was just sweeping across, across that place, that area. I keep flipping my page over. And 3,000 people were added. Like on one day... They were just roaming around, telling people about Jesus, people repenting, baptizing, filled with the Holy Spirit. 3,000 people, like, you know, at church or at youth or at escape or at, like, conferences and festivals when they do, like, if you want to accept Jesus, if you need prayer, come down to the front like we sometimes do. And, like, a few people come or if it's a big thing, lots of people go. Imagine 3,000 people, like, not even in a building, just, like, out as you're walking around, people are just flooding, people are just flocking to be a Christian, like this is when the, the term Christian was probably coming around. So what we have here in Acts is like a description of like the original church. This is like the template. This is what church should be like, okay? So, I can't actually see that very well. I'll read off here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, which is Peter and the disciples, and to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That sounds like a pretty cool place to be. Let's break it down, right? They were devoted to the apostles' teachings. They were devoted to what we know as the Bible right now. They were devoted to what Jesus brought. And they studied it each day and invested in it each day. They were devoted to each other. They ate and they prayed together. How many know it's so good when you're meeting up with people when there's food involved? Like, it's so good to have a meeting with some food. It's so good. There's just something about it. It gets people talking. There's an opportunity to share, try different things. It's just amazing. And it doesn't, like, I'm super glad it's in the Bible because it's like, 
it's right to do. It makes it, you know, it's a good excuse to get some eating done. So miracles were happening, wonders were happening. They were following their leaders. You were with like-minded people. How many know it's great to be around people who are just on the same page as you? You want to be with those people. You just have that connection. They were giving everything that they had, their property, their possessions. Why? So that when anyone needed something, you can just take it. Like, what an amazing, like, society that would be. If this church was just like, man, I really need this. And they'd be like, oh, they just gave us that last week. Take it. And it's like, are you sure? We feel like we shouldn't, like, you know, that's not okay. I can't just do that. But no, that was the culture that they were creating. And it's not just them then. It's like, that's the culture that has been created and, like, should still be happening here. Like, as we meet at youth, this is, like, our mini church. We should have these attitudes. We should have this culture of, like, you need something? Let me make it happen for you. I give of myself. I sacrifice my things so you can have something. If we all acted like that, then there would be, there would be no need, right? Cue the heater. It's so good and it's so life-giving that they continue to meet every single day. Don't know about you, but after youth nights, most of the time, I don't think, I would love to do that tomorrow night. I'm pretty tired and I want a rest, but like, why is that? Because this is so good. What the church offers is so good. They wanted to see each other every day. And you know, like when I use escape as an example, when you spend that Friday night together, you're on the bus, we're making memories, staying up late, whatever, then all day Saturday and then Sunday, and it's just an epic weekend. And then Monday hits and you're like, oh man, where is everyone? Like, you just text some people, like, want to hang out? Or like, you know, like you just want to still be a part of that. Like, that was so good. I don't want it to end. And I imagine that was, that's what this was like. That's what church was like and should still be like. They were praising God with genuine hearts and they were enjoying each other's company in genuine community. This is church. And I want to tell you, like, just for me personally, like, church has been huge for me in my life. Like, I, it's kind of crazy because I've never really, I've never really had a life where I've not been to church. <laughs> Uh, so this is one perspective and you guys will have a different perspective and that's again why it's great that we meet because we can hear each of the stories and learn from that but yeah church I've always been to church and I can honestly say like obviously I wouldn't be the person I am now if it wasn't for being plugged into a church if it wasn't for like coming here every week being around people every week it's allowed me to develop giftings like leading worship or like actually musical worship and stuff like that to be confident to speak to you guys like a lot of people find public speaking really difficult and I feel like I'm the kind of person who does but I just don't because of what my upbringing do you know what I mean like because I've just been in here and just been put in those opportunities but even like stuff that's not like on the stage whatever nothing like that like just talking to total strangers on a Sunday morning like that's easy just because I've been exposed to it and I've been in church and I've been around that, like, if, if like, someone, some random person, I was like, I was going to speak to them, and it's like, no way. I've never seen them in my life. But, like, a lot of us in this room would be good at just going, yep, yeah, hey, how are you doing? Welcome. It's nice to see you. Like, and just making conversation. All these things brought from being in a genuine community of believers, in a genuine community that love each other. So many things come from church. 
helping us discover our own gifts. I'm sure a lot of you would have a similar story from either coming to youth or just coming to church and being exposed to that. And I'm not talking about this church in particular tonight. I'm talking about the church, okay? Just to get that straight. It's helped me to like, think of other people and believe it or not, be a bit more mature like when dealing with stuff that's serious or when someone's got an issue, dealing with vulnerable people. Like I wouldn't know what to do, but because I've seen it modeled before, I've seen people caring for others before within these walls, I now know what to do. All these reasons why the church is amazing. All these reasons why the church should be amazing, even though sometimes it might not be. It's easy to take all this stuff for granted, right? It's easy to just come and just take from church and just be like, great, I'm off. It's easy to come in these seats, sit here, go on our phone, listen to it, one or two words, sing a bit and go home. But we need to recognize how amazing this place is. We need to recognize, and again, I said this place, but I mean just this movement of the church, a place to come, and at the very least, for the lonely, to have friends like Elliot. <laughs> no, but for the lonely, the genuinely lonely, to have a place where they can belong. That's phenomenal. And just on that, the church has helped me out because when I uh, was 17, or I might have been 18, I don't know, got my first car and put the picture up. <clears throat> there we go, look at that beast. It was a sweet car. You know those lights at the bottom? When I, like my dad made it so I, when I clicked one button on the fob, just those lights came on. It was absolutely sick. Uh, and I was gutted to say goodbye to that, but I couldn't afford the insurance. Anyway, that's another story. But that car, the reason why I had that car is because that was given to church. That was given to my family, and then they gave it to me for Christmas. And they were like, we've got you a car. I was like, whoa. And then I went outside, and I was like, ah. <laughs> But it, then I felt really bad because I was like, I've got a car. And it was class. Um, and we have given... My dad, I haven't given it, it's not me, but my dad, we had a car that wasn't doing anything. He's recently just given that to church, and someone just pulled up to church in it today, and it's just like, that's just wicked, like, seeing how this works, you know? Like, seeing how we can put stuff just in the pot at church, and then if someone needs it, yeah, you can have it. Like, we've got a car that's not doing anything. Like, we, you know, you could sell that car, you could get money for it, but I'd actually, I'd rather bless someone and I'd rather do what the church is supposed to do. So moving on, there's a trap that we can fall into. It's a really big trap, and it's really easy to fall into this. And it's that the church is just for Christians. If we put the next slide on, you have to be a Christian to come to church. Anyone ever heard that? Anyone ever thought that? Like, I think that's pretty common, like, obviously, because Christians do go to church. It's a fair assumption. But I've heard people say, like, they don't, like when I've invited someone to church, that's their reason. Like, no, I'm not a Christian, so why would I go to church? And it's like, that's not the culture we're trying to create. And we see it from Jesus firsthand. If I can find a place in Mark chapter 2. It's on the screen. Yeah. Mark chapter 2, Jesus is around a guy that's called Levi's house. Uh, and he's just chilling with his disciples, eating. There we see it again. Having tea with the boys, maybe some soup. I don't know. What else could they be eating? What do you fancy? A kebab? Don't know. Anyway, chicken, yeah. They're having food together, right? 
And while he was eating with them, they were actually in the presence of some people who were frowned upon, like tax collectors, sinners, people who like, you don't hang out with, they're not good people, they are not holy people. And then the holy people saw it, the Pharisees, and they're muttering in the background, like, what is he doing? This guy says he's like the son of God, like the king of kings, and he's eating with these people. Why is he associating himself with these people? He says, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? You know, when someone's just sort of saying something about you, just in your periphery, and you can't, you can hear them, and then when you hear it, and you turn around, you go, boom, and like, you just call them out, and it feels amazing. I feel like that's what Jesus did right here. He says, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Think about that, right? If you're healthy and you're feeling fine, you wouldn't, just, you wouldn't go to the doctors, would you? Unless you're weird and you're hypochondriac. But if you're absolutely fine, there's no reason for you to go to the doctors. And that's why Jesus is saying, like, you guys already get it. You guys have the key. You guys have been saved. You guys are believers. So you need to go out. Stop trying to trip me up and go out and spread that. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm with these sinners. I'm with these sick people who need a doctor to help them. Does that make sense? So like Jesus is saying, like the believers, we're the helpers. And it's no good for us to just come together in these four walls and just have fun and be all healthy and be all good together. Like we need to go out and spread the message. Like we need to go out and say, we've got the key. I want to help you to those who really, really need it. Yeah, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Church is for everyone, whether you believe in Jesus or not. That's the point of church, that anyone would be welcome. And unfortunately, that's not the case sometimes. Let's be honest. There's churches out there. I think this church does a fairly good job. But there's churches out there that any of us could walk into and feel like, we're not welcome. We don't belong here. This is weird. Why do I have to do that? Why am I not allowed to wear this? All that kind of stuff. But that's not the heart of it. Church is for everyone. So what does that look like for us? I'm nearly done. I'm wrapping up. So on that last slide, guys, what does... Oh, it says church is for everyone on that last slide. There we go. What can we do? How does this apply to our lives? How can we... Make sure that the church is for everyone. What can we do to make sure that that's the case? Well, we can be inclusive, yeah? When someone walks through those doors that you've not seen before, what do you do? Do you stick to your mates because that's easy and I've done it before and I'm not judging anyone, but let's be inclusive. Let's say welcome. You belong here. Like, let's say get involved, get play this game or like where do you go to school, whatever. Just get out there, make conversation. Let's be inclusive and not... This isn't an exclusive club that you have to, like, get a ticket for. Like, our doors should be open to anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter what they're wearing or what they've done. They're welcome. Some of us just need to show up more. Some of us just need to stay. I'm committed. I'm coming every week. doesn't matter what's going on. I'm here. And some of you know those people that maybe aren't here tonight that, like, they just need to get plugged in. Not because, like, I have to, not because this is what you do, but because, like, I genuinely care. I want to be invested. I want to be present. And I know that, like, being a part of this community is better for me than it is worse for me. Does that make sense? Like, when I've, 
I've been on trips away at times for like four or five weeks or whatever, and like I might not have been to church or not have been to this church or just like it just kind of gets messed up, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to church every week or whatever, and I notice it like in my life. I'm not saying you have to go to church to know and have a relationship with Jesus, but it makes a difference when you're not plugged into that community of people. And so if you know who those people are, call them up, get onto them. It says in, this is where my pencil was, in Hebrews 10 and verse 24 and 25. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one and each one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. How are we gonna encourage each other if we don't meet together, you know? How are we gonna come together, be with like-minded people, create that culture that was created in Acts if we're not regularly meeting together? And that's why it's so important to get down and just, just come and be present and encourage each other. Finally, that last one. Regardless of what you believe, you belong here. Does our youth club, youth club, what the heck? Is this 2004? Uh, does, our, does our youth group, I don't know what I'm saying now. I've totally lost it. Regardless of what you believe, you belong here. Does this place say that? That's what I wanted to say regardless of what you believe. Or if someone comes in here and they believe something totally different to us, do they naturally just like, we don't want to be with them? That shouldn't be the case. We don't want that to be the case. Ask yourself that at the moment. Like, it's important as a group of people, but it's important individually. What do you think about our faith? What do you think about church and youth? Do you honestly believe that? It doesn't matter what you believe. You belong here. You are welcome here. Because if that is all of our individual attitudes, then we're on to a winner. But some of us might need to just change that and make that our approach. Just one year, we're going to break into some groups and do some questions, and then we're going to hang out some more. But if you just bow your heads a second and just uh, ask for a moment of focus. Uh, just want you to focus in on God or just have a quiet, quiet time to yourself. And prayerfully select a name of someone that you know, that this community or Sunday morning community, if it's, it could be a parent or whatever, but if you have a friend, family member, who you know their life would be better if they would just plunk themselves in this community, if they were just planted in this community, you know God would do a work in them. Ask God right now, who is that one person for me? Just take a moment. Father God, as we're thinking of that one person, Lord, or maybe we're not thinking, Lord, we ask you to put that person in our mind right now. That person who we care deeply about, Lord Jesus. And we care about their eternity and their salvation, Lord God. I pray that this week, as we go about school and college and work and all the other stuff, Lord God, that you would give us opportunities to invite that person, Lord. And when the opportunity comes, you wouldn't let us stumble and stutter, Lord. You'd give us the words and the confidence to invite them. Knowing that they could reject us, they could say no, they could make fun of us, they could say yes, but whatever happens, Lord, you are still God. 
you are in control. We plant the seed, Lord Jesus, and the rest is up to you. Lord, I really do pray in Jesus' name, give us the opportunity this week. Let us not back down. Let us not shy away from it. Not so that this youth group can be massive, not so that this church can be massive, but just so that someone in our lives might come and know you. Someone might come from darkness to light, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that in your holy name. Amen. The church is for everyone. We're going to break into some groups. So just go naturally where you feel and we shall go through some questions.